Hi, I'm Elizabeth Wintle. And I am Soraya Barker. And today we are going to be reading fan fiction written about each other. I am so scared right now. <laughs> well, buckle in, Soraya, because it's time to get, get in, loser. loser. This month's mini-sode, we had Zach, our creative producer, and my lovely boyfriend write us fan fiction because he's an expert in such matters, I guess. Um, <laughs> I think I read 90 romance novels on Kindle Unlimited last year. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, we are kind of making this a game. This was Soraya's idea to make it a game. So we're going to read our own story where we're the protagonist, but the other person was in charge of that story idea and setting? I know nothing about this story, just like Elizabeth knows nothing about mine. And I am, like, I don't know if I'm reading smut or if I'm reading, like, I have no clue what's happening. So, mom, please don't listen anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a little scared. Um, whose story shall we start with? This is Soraya X. Jacob. A Wolf of a Time by Cherry Blossom AJ, other <laughs> AKA Elizabeth Wintle. No, <laughs> that's my stripper name. Just kidding. Just kidding. That's <laughs> <laughs> definitely not her Animal Jam fan account. <laughs> <laughs> There's Laura. The rain pattered against the windows inside Mr. Banner's biology classroom, and Soraya prepared herself for another drab day of school. She already knew what she was in for: a few tests, interacting with her fake friends and putting in a hard day's work at her mom's cosmetic boutique. It was a drab day inside a drab life, but the drabness didn't seem drabby to Soraya anymore. Miss Barker, shouted Mr. Banner. Soraya was dozing off in class, but was sharply awoken. Ah! I shouted back. <laughs> how, do you even, how do you even shout? I don't. You, you have to shout, like, how you did. It's perfect. This is you. How would you shout, Soraya? Ah! <laughs> She felt a growl whirring up inside her, but decided to hold back. Sorry, Mr. Banner, she sheepishly, sheepish, sheepishly replied, wiping the dried drool from the corner of her mouth. This is the third time this week you've fallen asleep in my class, Soraya, he blurted. Do you have any idea what our topic was today? She hummed an um and looked around the room anxiously for more information. On the whiteboard was a hyper-realistic drawing of a wolf breaking down its anatomy part by part. Canine anatomy? Mr. Banner seemed shocked, then looked behind him. His face dropped. You're correct, but a wild guess isn't going to cut it, Miss Barker. You leave me no choice but to give you three more packets for this evening's homework. Real me would literally just run at Mr. Banner. I would, I would drop that class so fast, and I would leave a mean review on Rape My Professor, or whatever it is, and run the other direction. Same, same. Oh. Great. Even more on her plate. She wanted to growl at him again, which was odd because she hasn't felt the urge to do that since grade school. However, the low rumble in her throat slowly turned into a whimper. She held her head low as Mr. Banner put one, two, three packets on her desk. The bell rang and she was excused from one drab class to go to another. 
I'm really concerned about this growling. <laughs> I, I, I think it's character fitting. Just you wait and see. <laughs> character fitting? <laughs> Roaming the halls like a lone wolf. Her friends attempted to approach her, but she didn't want to speak to them. She felt like she could cry a thousand oceans, but she had to keep all that inside. When was her life going to change? How long was she going to wait for another life to start? You All right, that was a history. low blow. That is a low blow. Okay, I mean... I'm glad you picked up on it. What? Ugh. Well done, but ouch. <laughs> All of the sudden, the scent of pine needles and musk filled her nostrils to the brim. The scent beckoned for her, so she looked around for the origin of the scent, but she was too distracted by everything she was carrying. She forgot her backpack at home because she was so busy. After a few minutes, she realized she wasn't going to find it anytime soon. All of the sudden, a large ethnic man ran into her, sending her papers and books sprawling everywhere. I'm going to get canceled. <laughs> you'll, you'll see why it was written that way. We'll, we'll explain after. Hey, dumbass, Soraya snarled, baring all her teeth. Watch where the hell you go! She stopped as she met his eyes. His eyes. They were captivating like the moon on a cold winter's night, reflecting across an icy lake, and lightning coming from a cozy wooden cabin's window, then back to the campsite that makes me feel cold and cozy at the same time, like a wolf. <laughs> his nipple pierced through his shirt. Almost like his brooding, large, verbose chested, large, verbose chest breathed life into his brown, non-white face. Heavens to Betsy, he's so hot. Soraya is so disappointed in herself. I. She's like face palming, just to I, paint the picture for you. I never thought I would hear the term "heavens to Betsy" and "he's so hot." In the same sentence. Well, welcome to A Wolf of a Time by Cherry Blossom AJ. <laughs> I don't know whether to, I don't know if this is the greatest or the worst thing ever. Hey, he cooed, flexing all his muscles at once. She had found where their scent was coming from, him. He looked her up and down, nodding with approval. A bead of sweat drops from his forehead as she starts drooling from the corner of her mouth again. He puts his forefinger forward. Wiping the drool leaking from her mouth. <laughs> She's stunned. <laughs> I, I just hope my mother is not listening to this one. I will not tell her that this this specific episode was exists. Posted. I will not tell her. I promise it's only PG thirteen. That's not. It's not the PG thirteen part. It, it's that you're the main character of this. No, it's the fact that I'm drooling from my mouth. What the? F <laughs> and I'm growling and whimpering and can smell. It's a hot smell. Man. A very ethnic man. <laughs> oh, I can't. Okay, okay. Let me help you with those books. He started to pick up the heavy books with his bulging biceps, pulsating and throbbing with blood like a wolf. As he did so, she couldn't help but think about how good his lips would taste as she bit her own. The hulking hunk handed her back her books effortlessly. The thank you, Soraya murmured before she knew it. He was gone. All next period, all she could think about was Jacob. 
After everything in a hard, not easy day, this might have finally been the change she was looking for. She felt a special connection with him that she hadn't had with anyone else before. One that deserved to be written down in her dream journal. Don't you have a dream journal? I can't say that I do, Elizabeth. Can't say that I do. <laughs> you, you totally do. Well, look at you. I, I mean, after still... this, I definitely need one. Oh, my gosh. I have to write down everything about Jacob. Apparently, this is, this is a werewolf named Jacob. I'm sure that's not copyrighted. She sifted through her stack of books, but came to find no dream journal, but a note in Jacob's handwriting. Meet me in the Forks junkyard at midnight. This bitch stole my journal? That's, like, against girls number one. Like, you can't do that with women. What if he did? He broke the cardinal sin. Pretty sure he's going to be burned at the stake after this. Scraps and pieces of items scattered around the junkyard reminded Soraya of how she felt. Alone, unwanted, overworked, like a wolf. The rain didn't help the aroma of the yard, but the patter of coldness kept Soraya's senses aware. She gandered at her watch. 11.59. Her excitement was hard to contain. She almost wanted to howl with joy, but she needed to play it cool. What would Jacob think of her then? Expressing her deepest, darkest desires? All of the sudden, she ran into another hulking mass, sending her books and notes sprawling into the junkyard's disgusting dirt. Okay, I want to say that bringing my notebook and books into a junkyard would not... It would not be normal for me, but it's totally on brand. I, I think Zach knows what character he's writing. I th- he knows your deepest, darkest secrets. Maybe he stole your dream journal. He stole. Yes, this actually is a direct excerpt from my dream journal, and Zach just pretty much copy and pasted it. Fun fact. I see. So I'd, he he's exposing you. <laughs> I'm so glad that Zach has helped me be confident and just let myself be out to the world you're welcome i'm in so much pain already okay damn it she exclaimed but her anger slowly diffused like a bomb that was about to blow up nagasaki but didn't his eyes we gotta stop meeting like this honey bun he jested a slight fang poking from the corner of his mouth speaking of mouth corners soraya started to drool from hers again but the rain was a good disguise for her display of canine desire Jacob sniffed intently. Okay, quick question. Mm-hmm. At this point, do I know I'm a werewolf? Am I a werewolf at this point, or am I just a regular human who just happens to, like, growl and howl and stuff and whimper? Just, you'll see how it ends. Oh it's a gosh. beautiful ending, Soraya. Okay, I mean... It's destiny. Oh, yes, I forgot. I did write this down from my dream journal. You drooling again, silly goose? Jacob jostled. No, you're drilling, dumbass, not me. I don't know. I like... Sussy bakud. Soraya sussy bakud. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> this is where we need Zach. No, it, it's it's basically silly goose, but for, like, weebs. The... Are you about, like... It's like a hentai thing? Is that what you're saying? No, it's not okay. a hentai thing. Okay, good. At least I'm honest about what I'm feeling. You know you want to kiss me, Jacob gurgled a river of spit and desire pouring from his mouth. Soraya did want to kiss him, but was still uncertain. Would he regret the kiss after sharing it with her? Then her eyes locked onto his wet, shirtless abs. I just want to say that I thought it would stop at, then her eyes locked onto his, like she was going to look in her eyes, Mm -hmm. in his eyes. But no, it's his abs, which is on brand as well. 
Her, her womb quivered at the sheer might. She knew that he'd be the perfect alpha to her omega. <laughs> You're really getting exposed here. Oh, I, I do remember my womb was just like, wow, shiver me timbers. It was yeah. since, <laughs> every time I think of Jacob. One day we'll do an episode on my in-depth analysis of the Twilight franchise. The greatest movie franchise of all time. I am so excited to hear it. Before she could do anything, Jacob pulls her into a kiss, where he savagely lets go of all his inhibitions, only listening to his instincts. Soraya follows suit as their tongues fight for dominance, of which she lets him win. That's like a line that's in every romance book. The tongues fight for dominance. <laughs> well, me and Zach for inspo were reading Wattpad and fanfiction.net and things. So this is where we took inspo from. I I respect that a lot. You really you really went into it on this one. You did your research. He caresses her back as Soraya's emotions are eclipsed by slobbery desire that they both share for each other. Their clothes rip and tear at the seams, and Jacob's claws tear at her jeans like a wolf. A moment of worry begets Soraya as she looks up to the sky, noticing the moon's light. She whimpered. What's the matter? Jacob posited. I I can't let you know my secret, Soraya exposed. It's okay, Jacob reassured. I'm a werewolf, too. Soraya's face lightened up like the moon as they both transformed into their true forms. They had both found their mates and knew there was nothing that could separate them. Together, their howling songs bellowed into the night. It was truly a wolf of a time. Bravo, bravo. Elizabeth. Yes. What the hell? Yes. Well, okay, so I knew you liked Edward from Twilight. You were on Team Edward. So we had to spin it and do something that you would... Hey, <laughs> so this story was written out of spite. Okay, I can't even get into the complex analysis that is Edward versus Jacob. We will do an episode on it. Okay. Because I... You have a lot to say. I have a lot to say and... Not enough for a minisode. Not enough for a minisode and not after what just happened. Yeah, it's it's like shell shock. I, I know. Mean, I really feel like this is a traumatic moment in my life. I mean, I guess everybody would think that getting their dream diary or dream journal read out loud is traumatizing. But this was your fake dream journal. No, this was real. This oh. was, in fact... This I've, is a fact. You this is true. a werewolf. Um, somehow, Zach got a hold of my dream journal, and he really just copy and pasted that from my dream journal. I'm Linus from Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I steal dream journals. I forgot that show existed. To preface this story, I was really struggling being, I've read so many romance books, I have never written any t- anything, any type of story like this. So I went to, I needed help, so I went to the infinite wisdom that is chat GPT. Hey, it's relevant. It's relevant, but also it is a, it is a beautiful writer. Really, some of the wording, it's truly, it's truly yeah. exceptional. I think chat GPT is a hopeless romantic, right? Is that what you took away? I think what I'm picturing is a love story between a robot and Mother Earth. And him him, chat GPT, because I do think it's I do think it's male identifying. Right. Um, or masculine at least. And they can never be together. 
because we have natural versus synthetic. Mm. I'm gonna the next fan fiction I write is gonna be about the Earth in Chat GPT. I'm excited for this. This is the birth of. I'm going. This is my announcement. I'm going to start my writing career, and I'd like to announce my series called Synthetic Love. A mega romance by Mad Girl with a Box and Chat GPT. Shout out to my Minecraft username that I made when I was 11. Wow, okay, Laura with that too. I'm Elizabeth, a curious and adventurous woman who lives for exploring the unknown. As I embark on a hike in the mountains, I come across a mysterious, glowing, pulsating, throbbing object in a clearing. Wow, a lot of throbbing already in the story. As an expert of romance novels. It's crucial to be... To use the word throbbing at least five times is essential to the authentic nature of the book. I step closer to the strange, illuminated, undulating, engorged object, and I reach out to touch it. Suddenly, I am engulfed in a bright light, and I feel my body being lifted gently into the air. As I float higher and higher, I see a strange humanoid creature staring down at me. He holds his gaze. I try to fight against the hold on me, but the grip is too strong. My heart pounds in my chest as I am pulled towards a massive spaceship hovering ominously above me. Despite the fear coursing through me, I can't help but feel a sense of excitement at the thought of a new adventure. Uh, Okay. It's out of this world, isn't it? So I've been waiting. Wow, it's a knee slapper. (laughs) I've been waiting this whole time to say that line. Wow, his skin is a shade of light blue, reminiscent of the color of handicapped parking stall. He had no hair, save for a small patch of black on his chin. The aqua color of his skin only highlighted his chiseled body, even his hands having muscles. He grunts as he takes my hand, a manner that was likely gentle for him, but callously rough when grabbing my small form. I pull away and look up, searching for any indication of his intent in his face. What I find, however, is a pit of oil black eyes. Somehow I know that the longer I stare, the further I slip into blackness. Like a penguin in the ocean after an oil spill. What? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm really trying to get at how it can destroy you. Like this, this love. That's it just deep, it Soraya. pulls you in, and you can't get out. Like a penguin trapped in an oil slick after the Exxon Valdez disaster. Very <laughs> specific. <laughs> I really just wanted to make this a very visual experience. I, I love it. What are you doing? I asked. Suddenly, completely calm and at ease with this entire situation, while other girls might scream and demand to be sent back to whatever they came from. I'm curious. I'm not like other girls. Wow, Elizabeth, that's really jacked up of you. Yeah, now I'm gonna get canceled for that. You're the racist. I'm the. I'm not like other girls. Fire for you. I mean, we'll just be the canceled podcast. It'll be great. We're going to be canceled. Get in, loser. Get in, canceled. We take turns just trying to cancel each other. He responds with another rough grunt and pulls me along. We walk down a pristinely white corridor, silently marching towards our destination. We do not encounter anyone else, human or chiseled blue alien. No. Chiseled. Chiseled blue alien. Like the statue of David. 
Though I know I should be afraid, something about his presence draws me in. Maybe it's the length of his unibrow, the glimmer of his eyes, or the fact that he's grunting. But I have yet to figure out where his mouth is. Whatever it is, I know that if I get too close, I will get lost in it. We stop at the end of the corridor that I had not previously noticed. The creature pounds his hand against the wall before us with an odd series of knocks. Suddenly, the wall splits like a thousand tiny pieces, just as I had before found myself in the strange situation. He guides me through the opening into a room, made up entirely of windows looking out into the stars. I run forward and press my hands against the glass, searching for any sign of her, but all I see is a large island. What? So that was the chat GPT part. I see where my co-writer was going with this, but I feel like it was it was a little bit misplaced. But, I mean, they're really good with the um, adjectives, like the throbbing, right. undulating, pulsing. Just getting confused with who's who a little bit. I feel his presence beside me before I see it. He, too, must be staring at this place that must be his home. I turn to look at him to admire his form once again. You are breathtaking, he says. My heart drops. This can't be true, I tell myself. Surely my ears are deceiving me, for if what I just heard is true, my heart would shatter. What, what, what? I reply, my voice shaking. You are breathtaking, my dear... I don't even know what his voice would be like. No, no, no. This can't be happening. You're British? I whisper. He continues to talk, but I don't understand a word he's saying. With his thick accent that identifies my sworn enemy. There's one thing I hate more than other girls. The British. Wow. I guess my ans- I hate my ancestors. I also wanted this story to be an ode to patriotism. Mm-hmm. And what's more American American. than hating the British? Yeah. So, Elizabeth, I'm going to ask you, just so that we're getting the correct vibe of the story. I need you to go back to when he first says, you're breathtaking, and say that in the correct accent. You are breathtaking, my dear. Oh, that was terrible. I don't know that I can do it. What do you think think a British person sounds like, Elizabeth? I don't know. Sorry, Elizabeth does just really hate the British, so she has not encountered many. I'm repulsed. I can't even do the accent. Have you ever drank tea before? Do you enjoy tea? No, I'm a coffee girl. See what I'm talking about? (laughs) You are breathtaking, my dear. (laughs) That wasn't better. Let's let's try okay. it one more time. Okay. This is my time to shine, right? You are breathtaking, my dear. Beautiful. Let's go on. Let's go on. No, no. This can't be happening. You're British, I whisper. He continues to talk, but I don't understand a word he's saying. With his thick accent that identifies my sworn enemy, there's only one thing I hate more than other girls. The British. My blood turns to ice in my not-blue veins bulging from my non-biceps. Wow, exposing me now. Yeah, um, Elizabeth (laughs) only does leg day. Only. I try to pull away, but his Brit grip is too strong. I'm trapped. Just like the colonies. (laughs) (laughs) His Brit grip. Please, I plead, let me go. But he only continues to speak in his thick accent, the words meaningless to me. I try to ignore him, focusing instead on the island outside the window. I understand what happened. So the space that they're in, it's in a giant, like, glass-covered room. 
mm-hmm. in space, of course, and they're staring down at a large blue planet. I try to ignore him, focusing instead on the blue planet outside the window. It is the only thing that keeps me calm, the only thing that keeps me from losing my mind in the strange tea-drinking place. It was as if all my worst fears had come to life. A British man had killed my father, yet this one had the gall to speak to me with that stupid idiot accent. And yet here I was, face to face with one, and he was telling me I was breathtaking. I took a step back, but he stepped closer, his big bend form towering over me. I couldn't help but feel small in his presence, or as he would say, a teensy-weensy finger. What? A teensy-weensy finger, majigger. That's what it's supposed to be, Elizabeth. Oh. Uh, excuse me, I don't know my British. A teensy-weensy finger, majigger. There we go. That's, that's better. Go on. Who are you, I asked, trying to keep my voice steady. And why do you have a British accent? The alien cocked his head to the side, a curious expression on his face. I am Megamind, and I come from a land called England. Have you heard of it? That was beautiful. Oh, look at me go. Look at you. She's growing. I'm growing. I stared at him in disbelief. His mind didn't seem all that mega, but holy shit, was he hot. Yeah, that unibrow and everything. If you have never looked at Megamind and went, wow, I would hit that, I don't trust you. Why did you bring me here? I perplexed and pondered and wondered. I was intrigued by you, Megamind replied, his comically large forehead bulged. I have never seen a creature like you before. You are small and fragile. No, it would be fragile, huh? Okay. It doesn't. Okay, sorry. I'm being a perfectionist. It's fine. It's, she hates the British. I she, hate them. They, we can excuse them. They have them. a silly accent. I've never seen a creature like you before. You are small and fragile, yet you exude a strength and courage that is rare to find. I had to bring you here to my country to learn more about you. I was flattered by his words, but at the same time I was scared. What did he want to learn about me? Megamind must have sensed my fear because he took a step back, giving me some space. Do not worry, my dear. I mean you no harm. I simply want to learn more about anatomy, your anatomy, female anatomy. You are a girl, right? I nodded, still not entirely convinced for my safety, but comforted by the sound of his voice. Oh, <laughs> now I'm <laughs> comforted by his British voice. And I, I'm just, I think it's <laughs> hilarious that you're more concerned about the British accent than the fact that he wanted to learn about female anatomy. Yeah. You had more of a comment on that? I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, At least he's interested. <laughs> he wants to find it, you guys. Anyways. <laughs> I had never seen anything like England before or how terrible their teeth were. Megamind led me through the glass room, pointing out different UK emirates as we walked. I was amazed by the beauty of it all. The way the stars glimmered and danced and pranced and mega-minded. Beautiful. That's poetic. I really am passionate about this. Just the beauty of when things are mega-minding. Me too. We eventually came to a large door and Megamind opened it, gesturing for me to step inside. I hesitated for a moment, but then I stepped forward. I found myself in a large and rotund room filled with strange and whimsical creatures with terrible teeth. Some were tall and slightly gangly like Megamind, while others were small and delicate like me because I am a female and deserve no rights. 
Whoa, Elizabeth, uh, that is so, so offensive. Why would you ever say that? Ugh. Well, why are you racist, Soraya? I'm not racist. I'm very much in love with my ethnic man. <laughs> there is no racism. Clearly. Yeah, so you've heard it here, you guys. Elizabeth doesn't think women deserve rights. You don't get to say anything, Elizabeth, because you're a woman and you don't get any rights. All right, fine. They all stopped what they were doing and turned like the scene in Three Amigos. I felt self-conscious all of a sudden. Was I not British enough for them? Would I ever be British enough? Did I even want to be British? But then, one by one, they all stepped forward, offering me their hands in greeting. I was surprised by their friendliness, and I felt a smile spread across my face. Megamind remained by my side, translating for me as I talked to the other creatures. I learned about their way of life, their beliefs, and their customs, and as I talked with them, I couldn't help but feel a sense of belonging, as if I had finally found my place in the universe. Days turned into weeks, and before I knew it, I'd been in England for months. I'd grown close to Megamind, and God, was he still so hot. It truly was a mega romance. The end. They lived happily ever after. I have tears in my eyes. Thank you for bringing my story to life, Elizabeth. You're welcome. I... Or I mean Elizabeth's story. You know, I, I'm really curious where the female anatomy was coming into play. That just... That ended too abruptly. He just wanted to introduce her to England instead, I guess. I really wanted this to be a story of growth. Mm. And um, hopefully there is no growth in your female anatomy. But so I wanted this to be character development. Right. And you can really see how you develop as a character. You're still growing as a character where you become to accept the British and live among them. Mm. You're still flawed. As, of course, you believe that women don't deserve rights. But so, everyone loves a flawed character. One that is Not like other girls. Not like other girls. <laughs> everyone loves those characters. They're one and the same. Anti-feminist and not like other girls' girls. <laughs> everyone loves them. Everyone loves me, including the British. That's what I got out of the story. And I'm, most importantly, I'm not like other girls, so I feel flattered. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should. So, Elizabeth... I hated every second of the story that you gave me. Good. I, I truly despised that. I, I felt the same about I was story. growling internally the whole time. Oh, good. So that was true to character then? That was true to character. You, you, really, you really got it. You nailed it. Mm, good, good. Mine was a little abstract, but I think that was the AI, your co-writer. You know, an abstract thinker. You know, we really went for that higher level of thinking. I yeah. think to really understand it, it's something that you need to go through and annotate and understand and just... So what you're saying is I just don't get it. I'm No, mm. it requires a higher level of thinking that you as a woman just don't have. Okay. <laughs> I'll settle. I'll, I'll surrender. Fine. Yeah. Just like the British do. <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so um, please read for... I will be making a list of all the reasons why Elizabeth will need to be canceled after today. Mm. Um, you can't find a single thing about me that needs to be canceled. Um, She's I can perfect. say that 1,000% honesty, but I'd like to thank my co-author, ChatGBT. And I would like to thank Zach for being a fan fiction writer for me. It's really disturbing how good at this Zach is. Yeah. 
you as his, how did that make you feel as his girlfriend? I knew he was a good writer, but I didn't know he was that level of good. I didn't know he could pull off stupid stuff. You didn't know Zach could be stupid? No. <laughs> okay. Let's, I knew that. But guess what I'm really saying at the end of the day is how can my boyfriend be so good at romance? I don't know what I'm saying with this cut. <laughs> She's really wondering how her boyfriend could be so good at romance but so terrible in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. It's because he's not a werewolf or megamind. That is true. So for all of you men out there who are listening, take a tip from megamind. Study female anatomy and introduce them to Britain, to Great Britain. And grow hand muscles. Work on those hand muscles. Yes. Like megamind? Because you know what every girl wants? Megamind. Yeah. You you can be amazing. You can be great, but you will never be megamind. And that is what I want to leave with Mm -hmm. us today. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time to (laughs) get get out, loser. loser!